So in the last in the last several weeks, we've had uh, a number of people that have been up here up front with us sharing the story of what God has done, what Jesus has done, really in them, and uh, that's the whole that's the whole point of this series. Uh, the stories of conduit is not to ever elevate the story or the person um, that's sitting up front or myself or anyone, but it's always always in an effort to say, look what God has done in this story, look what God has done in this person, um, and then to uh, to connect with or maybe relate with a uh, a part of their story that God is using to speak to us or to change us or to move in us. And so we've heard from Brandon Mount. We've heard from Danielle Pachiti. And, and today we're going to hear from our good brother. I'm going to have him come up. Um, some, of you, some of you know Gordon. Um, some of you may not. Uh, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a good bit of you uh, may not. But uh, Gordon has a very, very interesting story. And I think that one that will uh, bless a lot of us here. And so I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to pray for our brother Gordon as we get started here. I'm going to turn his mic on. So, uh, I, I will say, and I and I think you'll understand as we talk about his story why why I say this so um, uh, so forward is that it's a it's a great honor for me to. Um, to have Gordon here, to have Gordon and his wife here in our um, as part of conduit in the church, um, uh, an honor for me, and I'm blessed by I'm blessed by your presence and your encouragement. I'm blessed by your ministry. This is Pastor Gordon Robbins. Actually, it's not just Gordon; his, he is a pastor. He's been called by God to preach the word and lead others to Jesus, and um, he's making his he's making his home here with us. Um, and we're, I'm honored and blessed by it. So let me pray for, let me pray for Gordon as we, um, as we go forward. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can stand with one another. And, and as we sung and as Jordan and Kira led us, Lord, stand not just with those who are in the same room, but stand with all of the saints of the church, all of the heavenly hosts, Lord, and, and continue that refrain, holy, holy, holy are you, Oh Lord, Lord, I, I pray this morning that uh, what Gordon brings to us, Lord, would be pleasing to you, that Jesus Christ would be glorified and magnified in this place and in this room, Lord, and that through uh, the proclaim, proclaiming of your word, you might inspire faith and draw us into faith and fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we may be people who love others more and who love you more. Father, we come in, in faith and in expectation this morning to hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And have Thank a seat, you, Gordon. So we know sometimes this format, it doesn't always lend itself to um, hearing really well. So we're going we're gonna to try our best to uh, put on our pastor voices. Yes. yes our pa- Gordon has a good pastor voice. Um, and... Uh, so we want to make sure that you hear, uh, you want to hear uh, everything. So um, I'm not sure if, it, it may not be totally obvious, I do have quite a bit of gray hair, I do have glasses now, but Gordon and I don't, aren't exactly from the same generation of pastors. Um, 
So we, we, we have existed in maybe, in maybe different generations of pastoring, but I was blessed when I was, um, when I was in the United Methodist Church to, well, even when, yeah. when I'm not in the United Methodist Church, consider right. Gordon to be a colleague of mine. Um, and to be encouraged by his ministry and to look up to him, maybe even if he didn't know it, know it at that time, but um, the longstanding faithfulness and just desire to serve God and to teach others his word and to see people um, led, led to Jesus. And so when I say I'm honored to have you here and I'm honored to have you um, as a part of Conduit, it's not, um, that's not, it's not fulsome praise. I, I, do, I, do, um, I do earnestly mean it. So Gordon, tell us a little bit about like, um, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, but tell us a little bit about your, you know, like you're retired now. So were you in ministry for like 60 years? Okay. Yes. Or, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or tell, tell us a little bit about your, like your calling in the ministry okay. and your life in ministry and like how that all kind of formulated for you. Okay. Thank you. Great to be here. Again, I've asked some of the ladies in the back if they can't hear me to raise their hand. So uh, I'll, I'll look to that as we go on. Uh, I sit here woo, to see this church filled. Every one of you are an answer to prayer. You really are. Every one of you. When we pastored here, I would walk the aisles, both sides, and pray for those people who would one day sit where you're sitting today. In, in case you in case you miss, I don't want that. I don't want you to miss this. All right, conduit has existed in this building for about nine years, nine ten years. All right. But before then, all right, this was a this was a building owned by the United Methodist Church, and there was it was closed for a little while, and it was empty. But before that, there were congregations that would meet here, um, New Heights United Methodist Church. It was once called, I think it was it was built as um, Brooklyn Heights yep. United Methodist Church. Um, but in that time, those churches, particularly New Heights had a pastor, and um, that pastor is sitting here with you today. And so in this, in this very room, in this very building, right, um, Gordon stood on this stage and preached the word and believed for God's faithfulness, yeah. right? And he and his wife, um, as well as many others in their ministry, as you would say, you, were, you, would, you would walk the pews or the aisles in yep. this very room. Yes, I, I say that to give you a prelude to where we're going to come to, okay? I started out, are, are there any uh, Gideons here? Anyone here that belongs to the Gideon camp? You know what Gideons are? They're the ones that hand out get the, the... Bibles, right. They, get, they hand out the little Bibles. Mm-hmm. They, they put the Bibles in... Uh, Hotels. Hotels yeah. and motels and like that. I received this Bible from a Gideon in 1946. 1946. 
I was eight, seven years old at the time, actually. Uh, I, I would say this, uh, it, 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 it states in here that I received Jesus Christ at that time. And I, I say that uh, only because it's written here, because it wasn't written on my heart. You see, I, I, I said the words to someone, apparently a Gideon, and uh, that's as far as it went. It wasn't until I was 38 years old when I received Jesus Christ mm. as my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. That's when the difference became in my life. I, you know, my life was changed, mm -hmm. as many of yours' lives have been changed. But, but let, let me, I, I wrote some notes down so I wouldn't forget some things. Uh, <clears throat> needless to say, I'm here with my wife, Jean, of 65 years. Praise the Lord. Uh, Uh, because I was 17 when I got married. <laughs> I'm 84, Gene's 82. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to sit and do the math. <laughs> we, we have three children, grown. Uh, two of them are in their 60s, one of them in their 50s. We have uh, six grandchildren. We have nine great-grandchildren, we have two great-great-grandchildren. Uh, been married 65 years, as I said. And that all sounds super great. But within that time, of our three children, we have eight separate sons and daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's been married more than once. Yeah. None of them were with their initial spouse. Mm -hmm. Gene and I have felt the hurt that many of you have felt when things didn't work out in your family. So uh, uh, although we've had a blessed life uh, and God has been good to us, things haven't always been perfect. There's been rough times in our life. Uh, I, I said the Gideon Bible I got when, when I was very small. Just to let you know that the Gideons have over the years placed 2.5 billion New Testaments and Bibles mm -hmm. out into the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is probably one of the oldest ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, Gordon, if, I could, if yes. I could ask you to tell us a little bit about, like, um, you know, your, your, life is, your life is more than your calling. Yes. You know, and we're, you know, we're, we're not defined by what we do right. in, any sense, of the, in right. any sense of the word. Um, but there is a, I think, a, I think there is a weighted significance for me and I, I, I think for us here as well. Um, to know that you are a man, to, man called by God, and that you preach the word in this very room and in this very neighborhood, mm -hmm. and I'm, 
I'm really curious to know about how like life around the time of like when you received or believed like you received your call to ministry okay. and how you kind of entered into ministry. Like what what um, what time frame of life or what period of life were you in? Were you okay right after you were saved or later down the line or where okay. did you find yourself? All right, I can say I was 38 when I received Christ. Uh, we were living over here on State Street, uh, just close uh, to this building. Uh, one Sunday morning, Jean woke up and she said, or maybe it was a Saturday, but anyhow, she says, uh, I'm going to go to church this, uh, this week, and I'm going over to that church over there called Hillcrest Baptist Church. And me being a good father... <clears throat> said, uh, well, honey, you can't just walk in to the church. Uh, I don't know what I thought you needed to do to go to church, but I was serious. I didn't think you could just walk in to a church, but we did. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that was in October of 75, I think it was, 76, I went, we've, we went and we were accepted like we have felt accepted in this congregation here. Uh, it was in April of the following year when I asked Jesus to be my Savior. I was worked for Quality Markets at that time. I was a meat supervisor for them and I called on stores in the area. I was on my way to... Uh, from our Bradford store, headed towards Kane, Pennsylvania. And uh, all I can say is I pulled my car over the side of the road. And I said, I asked Jesus to be my Savior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, can't explain it other than that. It was God working in my life. Uh, from then on, we just, we found ministry available to us. We went on staff uh, uh, with the Navigators out of Colorado Springs uh, in discipleship, simply because a pastor, an associate pastor came to Hillcrest that he had uh, Navigator experience, mm -hmm. and he shared with us uh, uh, a Bible study series called 2-7, uh, uh, Colossians 2-7, which is rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Mm. We got into that study. Six years later, we finished that study. Mm. Uh, I recommend it, needless to say. But we got, the, we got the call from that, got the call from God through that to help others grow, be a disciple, help others to grow in their knowledge of Jesus Christ, in their faith. Uh, how come them to come to know what it meant to be a Christian and to walk that faith? Not perfect, but a way to go. Uh, and so uh, we were on staff with the Navigators for, for many years. Uh, went to churches all over the areas, Pennsylvania, western New York, out towards the East Coast, and... Uh, Trained people how to help others grow 
in their walk with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, been blessed beyond beyond me- beyond measure. Uh, were involved in the Billy Graham crusade when that was in Buffalo years ago. Uh, was involved with the John Wesley White Crusade here in Chautauqua. Any of you remember that? Very few of you remember the John Wesley White Crusade. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. But anyhow, uh, we've, we've been blessed. Through it all, uh, we've been blessed because we've seen people's lives changed. Mm-hmm because they got serious about their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask you about, like, so you're receiving your call in the ministry, you're working with the navigators, yes. the discipleship ministry, you're kind of discerning that, like, it, kind of, it sounds weird to say, well, like, as a pastor, that God's giving you a specific heart for discipleship, but, like, what many people won't know is there's, pastors do a lot, Yes. Right. You know, as part of it. Yeah. What you see on, you know, what you see on a Sunday is um, is a big part of what we do. But we there, there's ministry is very multifaceted. Yes. It has many different like little right. tributaries, if you would say. And sometimes a person is really called and gifted in one area or two or another, and it might be different than everyone else. Right. But you and Gene had been discerning a con- continually this sense of like. It is God's calling on our life to take the word of God, yes, right, and to teach it to others and to help them walk closely with Jesus so that yep. they, in turn, can help others walk closely with Jesus, and then they, in turn, can help others walk closely with Jesus. And the Navigators was a kind of a parachurch ministry that, that equipped people to do that. That's right. It yeah. did. And now... Uh, uh, I've never gone... To mind blank when I've had the opportunity to speak to people. I yeah. just went mind blank. <laughs> you're, you're, you're amongst friends here, so like, um, it, it, it certainly happens. But I mean, I have more questions. I can, I can just fire some questions All at right. you if you want. Let me, let me say this. Uh, we had the privilege of, of uh, pastoring a little church in Kebab out towards Sinclairville. We were out there for uh, almost three years. Left there, <laughs> left there. Uh, Can't get there from here, but apparently, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to start someplace yeah. else. <laughs> from from there, we came here. Uh, we were here for ten years. You're, so you pastored this church. So we, when we pastored this okay. church here, what year was that? Gene. Uh, yeah, I've got it written. <laughs> a Bible serves many facets. Um, we we came here in July of '99, okay, to June of '09, okay. So we were here for ten years. Uh-huh. Uh Saw the church go from twelve to. At one point, we were sixty. Actually, we we had one Christmas Eve service where we had ninety-nine. Uh, no, that one sheep was still out there. You hadn't found him yet. Right? You hadn't found him yet. You know, but, uh, <laughs> Jesus but, was out there finding the other one. But, but we, we, were, we were blessed to be here. Uh, like I say, for us, unordained, uh, United Methodist had a, has a, uh, a track to follow. 
where you could pastor a church under the mentorship of a of an elder. Jim Bailey from the Park United Methodist mm. Church was our elder, great great man of God, great brother. Jim's very special to me, yes. Yeah. Mm. But uh, left here uh, because in 09 we retired. Okay? Right. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, it was a few years later. So, yeah, what was the kind of like, where was the church at in 09, the congregation that met here? Uh, Mid 30s. Yeah. 30, that, that was, that was, yeah, that was about where we would average. Okay. About 30 people on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, but like I say, every Sunday when they were having Sunday school, part of my preparation was to walk and pray for each seat in this congregation, in this church building, uh, every Sunday morning. Did that for years. What, what are some of the things that you would pray for? Just for whoever God brought to sit in that particular seat. Mm -hmm. We were looking for numbers, mm -hmm. people, yeah. people that God called to hear the word and to come and be a part of his church. Uh, I'm not hearing her. Yeah. So she, she said that once a week, groups of them would go to different yes. corners of the city of Jamestown to pray, to pray over the city. Yeah. We, we, would, we would walk around the church facility here we had a group of us who would go every uh, every week. Once once a week, we would go out. We found the four corners of the city of Jamestown, and we would physically go there and pray for that part of Jamestown mm -hmm. that God would do His work. Yeah, that here. God that God would come in revival. Come in revival, would, yes. mm -hmm. do His work in people's lives, mm -hmm. and uh, prayer. Prayer has been a big part mm -hmm. of the ministry that God has called us to. Mm -hmm. So, how, how are you? How are you feeling about how? How are you feeling around the time of like retirement, like ready to be done, wanting to be done, or just getting a sense of like it was time for the, the Lord was saying it's just time for a different season of life. You know, pastoring a church. I, I mean, I don't okay. like to. I don't like to think about when I will retire, but I sometimes I do. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, sometimes I do think about it, and honestly, I'm like, I don't know. You don't know when. I well, I don't know when, but I don't know how I'm going to react either. Right. You I don't. You don't. I don't know, know how I'm going to feel. You I don't, don't know if I'm going to know that it's time. I don't know if they're going to run me out the door. I don't know if it's going to be like <laughs> that. I promise you will never happen. Yeah, but but like I, I'm curious as to like as you had spent all of the ten years, a decade of your life, you know, mm -hmm. praying over every seat and preaching the word faithfully and serving other churches, I know, mm -hmm. and like and and. Like, what was the sense of, how were you feeling about kind of walking away from that phase of ministry at that point of your life? Uh, I just felt it was time for a younger man to come in mm -hmm. and uh, uh, take the reins and run with it, okay? Uh, see, I, like I said, I was, I was a meat cutter for Quality Markets, but I was at age 54. When I was 54, I left the work field out there and concentrate on ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
So 54 years old is when you entered in the ministry. That's when we really right. entered, you know. And uh, when it come time to leave here, we just felt it was time for a younger man to come in and, and take the church and go with it. Fortunately, when we were here, we did have two separate uh, fellows who got the call uh, and became pastors. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is still pastoring two churches for the United Methodists. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not nearly what the blessing is here. To see what God has done in this facility that, excuse me, the, and, and I love the United Methodism, but uh, what the United Methodist hierarchy said that this building was too dangerous to have people in it. it was, they, they didn't condemn it, but they said, we can't use that as a church anymore. And uh, praise God. Well, we got news for them, don't they we? They did, you know. <laughs> Uh, because you at one time were a United Methodist oh, pastor. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was the United <laughs> Methodist pastor for 10 years. I yeah. know I, so, I, I know the rigmarole, right? Yep, mm-hmm. but that uh, uh, mm-hmm. shows what God will do when God's people say, okay, yeah. we're ready. Yeah. You know, there was, um, right before I left, on sabbatical this past summer, mm-hmm. my my last sermon. I mean, not intentionally so. My last sermon was in the Minor Prophet series, um, and I I uh, preached on Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I remember I remember this very very vividly because I was preaching up here, and I I always try to make eye contact with as many people as I can on a Sunday morning. Uh, but I I remember seeing you and Jean. Over there, in front of the camera, where where you always, where you always, that, that's officially their seat. Stay out of it, okay? <laughs> um, if anyone's allowed to pick a seat, it's them. It's theirs, okay? Um, but I remember, I remember being um, thinking through what God was, what God was saying that morning, and like your own story here, because you know, essentially the story of Habakkuk is he's wrestling with God about like whether or not God is going to show up in the ways that he's been praying for God to show up. And like he's advocating both on behalf of Israel and against Israel at the same time Habakkuk is. And God is like, Hey, just hold on. I'm coming. Essentially hold on. I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. And I think like in Habakkuk's like own way, like, like we do as well, Mm -hmm. We have, like, we desire, like, microwave type of <laughs> spirituality when it comes to prayer, Yeah. right? Like, I pray for it now. Lord, I need to see this thing in, like, the next 30 seconds <laughs> to know that you're moving, yeah. right? To know that you're real, to know that you hear me, yeah. to know that, like, that I can trust you and that your goodness and that your faithfulness is still real and still a and that you're still alive and that you still care and all of these things. We want it, you know, we want it right now. Um, and and I, rem- I, rem- I remember being, being caught up in this moment of, I think, and I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, of I think you getting this sense of, Lord, this is, we're experiencing now yeah. 
what we prayed for for Amen. over a decade and yep. then left and the church closed and was empty yep. and you could have left you could have seen the for sale sign out front as like a the lord the lord did not answer the lord did not hear our prayers the lord did not show up right but i got this sense that all of that and being now coming back here to conduit and being a part of the church that God is building here. Um, I don't know if confirmation is the right word, but like a reminder that God's, that God's, the goodness of God's are the ark of God's goodness, right? Mm -hmm. The ark, the ark of God answering prayers is, is much, much steeper than our kind of like linear way that we think about yeah. spirituality. We think about from prayer to the answer, yeah. and if we don't get directly there, then he's obviously not listening, or he, he doesn't care. But like, the arc of God's goodness is so much more gradual and steep, and sometimes long suffering. Right. I feel so. Can you can you reflect or respond on that at all? Like, you being a part of the church here now, mm -hmm. you pastoring the church here before, and like. What you ex what you've experienced in that experience of like God's faithfulness in prayer? Yeah, we have always been a tremendous advocates of prayer because we've seen God answers so many times for so many different reasons. But there's been answers there. Uh, we were pastoring in Falconer Church. Uh, this is post-retirement, right? Or pre-retirement? Uh, this was when you guys were here. Yeah. I took a Sunday off. I actually, I took a, a week off for vacation. And where are you going to go to church? Uh -huh. And I said, We've, we come past here on the way to Falconer and see all the cops. Yeah. So, so in retirement, you agreed to pastor a church in Falconer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, we were down there for... I think seven seven years or something like like that. But anyhow, so you had a Sunday uh, off. We had a Sunday off. Where are we going to go? I says we got to go and see what's happening at New Heights. Can't do it. And we walked in, sat over there. Yeah, I think we sat maybe a, a little bit closer than that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that Sunday, you came over and talked with us. Mm -hmm. Prayed for us. Mm -hmm. Can I tell him? That was the same Sunday that he was here looking at church over. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. sitting behind us. Yeah. You come walking over to see us. He's getting jittery because he thinks you're coming over to see him. Oh, he's no. Supposed, and no. nobody's supposed to know he's here. Yeah. Uh -huh. God has a sense of humor. Yeah. There's no question yeah. about it. Uh -huh. Uh, but anyhow, we came in, and, and of course, to see the activity that was going on was just so heartwarming. Mm -hmm. And we knew that at that point that God had answered our prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, the faithfulness that we had shown when we were here, although we didn't see the results, he gave us an opportunity to see that. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we were blessed. Uh, 
have been blessed. Uh, will we be here for another 20 years? Who knows? But we have seen the answer to God's prayers. To that end, I say, if you're praying for something and you're not getting the answer, it's out there, don't give up. God answers prayers. You prayed for salvation, he gave it to you. You prayed for a church to come to, he gave it to you. He has given, he, has, he gives us what we need when we need it. Now, if we had instant answers, then it would be a sugar daddy, if you will, that we had for a God who just give us whatever we wanted when we wanted it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> right? I mean, I agree 100%. I don't know that I've ever used the term maybe, sugar daddy, but like... Maybe, maybe, testify, maybe sugar okay. daddy was... Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I think it's perfect, but... But let's be honest. In one respect, he is our sugar daddy because he does he does give us what not necessarily what we what we ask for, but he gives us what we need. Yes, this church, this building needed to be emptied. Uh, this church needed to be emptied so that God and God alone could get the glory. Yes, for what's happened. Yes, that's it right there. Yes. God, it's God's glory. He and his divine wisdom has given us the privilege of seeing what he can do from zero. Yes. Yes. Right. And this is one of the reasons that I wanted you up here because we don't all have the benefit of seeing the building lie fallow, knowing the prayers that were prayed, and then the filling of God's spirit that has brought others to faith and drawn him into relationship and and, and the community of faith here. Yeah. Well, you're sitting here saying like there is, there has been, that there is purpose Mm -hmm. in things being emptied in our lives. No question. Right? That That there is purpose in things essentially dying yeah right so that so that the, the ground remains fallow so that then god that god brings the growth not that we want right but the growth that we needed that's right yeah right that's right mm-hmm. for his glory for his glory for his glory only. and and not for anything we've done yes you know mm-hmm. i mean it was a poor farm boy I was a butcher. Mm-hmm. God took virtually nothing mm-hmm. and give me the benefit, give Gene and I the benefit of seeing people's lives changed. Changed. Yeah. From, let's be honest, going to hell to knowing that we will one day set in the heavenlies. There may be some here this morning that don't have that assurance. Mm -hmm. 
that don't know for sure where you're going to go when you die. Yeah. Seek it out. Seek out what's going to happen to you when the day comes when God says, it's time for you to leave this earth. There's only two places. You're going up or you're going down. There's no purgatory. It doesn't exist. It's heaven or hell. The difference is receiving Jesus Christ in here. <coughs> I wrote at age eight that I prayed the prayer to receive Jesus. But it didn't come from here. It came from here. It wasn't until I was 38 that it came from here. That's when the difference came. This one is, comes from your heart. Is it time for an older call? I don't think so. I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> God, God is good. Mm-hmm. I, if you are here this morning, if you've never, ever, ever said yes to Jesus Christ, if you don't know for certain, if, if you don't know for absolute positively that you're going to go to heaven, would you stand up here with me? I'd like to pray for you. I mean, there's no magic, it's nothing. It's if you know in your heart that you have not asked Jesus to be your Savior, and you know that when you leave, when you die, and let's, hey, we're all going to go. Nobody lives forever. Methuselah was the oldest one. He still left. If you don't know for sure that you'd go to heaven, you come up front. Would you come up? Right now, right now, if there's anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ, and you want to know for certain, we'd like to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, come forward. Yes. I'll leave it up to you. Anybody? Does it, it doesn't mean that this is the last chance you'll ever have, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen when you walk out this door this, this, this day. You might get an accident. You might never have another chance. Mm-hmm. Ask Jesus to be your Savior. Anybody else? Okay. We got time. The Bills game doesn't start till one o'clock, folks. We got plenty of time. Don't let Satan keep you nailed to your seat. Don't think that Satan is not alive and well, because he is. He wants to keep anybody in that seat that he possibly can. God is the giver of life, eternal life. And he's open to giving it to you. 
Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for working. One more time. Anybody else? Anybody else? It's yours, Pastor. It's yours, Lord. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you bow with me, please? In prayer. Father, for those who have come forward this, this morning, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have worked in their heart to change that, to kick Satan completely out, and to give you full reign. Oh, we're going to make, they're going to make mistakes, we all do. But they say, they come this morning, Father, to say yes to Jesus Christ, to receive him as their Lord and Savior, to, to confirm a decision they made some other time to receive Jesus. But they've come, Father, to you to say yes. Mm. They want to live their lives for you. Jesus. Father, accept the prayer that they give this morning. Yes. I, I, I don't know where you folks are who have come forward, but would you out, out loud you speak to God right now. You tell him what he wants. No. Did you come to receive him? Did you come for, for assurance that the salvation of God is real? Have you come just to thank him? Give God the words. Just speak it out loud. Dear God, thank you for giving me. Just speak it out loud. Say, say what you have, Father. Thank you for showing all of us that you are strong and stand by yes. us no matter what we do. And I want to prove to you that my faith to you is unwavering and undying. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, for each one that's here this morning, receive them into your, let them receive your life into their hearts that they might serve you, that they might deepen that understanding. Father, I remember when I asked you to come, I didn't know anything. I was 38, but I didn't know the first thing about how to live for you. But you've been gracious, you have taught. So thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for those that have come. Help them, Lord, to have the desire in their heart to learn more about you, to be discipled right here in this church, helps Lord to know just the right thing to do. Thank you for working in their hearts and giving them the salvation that can only come from you. To that end, O oh God, we thank you and we praise you for this, in the precious, precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 you. That, that, that goes that goes to God. All that all that glory goes to God. Please don't please don't go away. 
anyone to come up front. Please don't go away. Lord, we have seen your glory. The glory of the one and only who comes from the Father full of grace and full of truth. Lord, may you give may you give us eyes to see. May you give us eyes to see your glory revealed and your glory fulfilled, but also Lord, would you give us eyes to see the moments where we need to just step away? Lord, so that your so that your spirit may do what your spirit does. Draw people to the heart of Jesus Christ. We witnessed your glory this morning, Lord. And we pray, Lord, in humility and reverence, Lord, for more. More of you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for hearts redeemed and made new. We thank you for lives changed and set on a new direction. We thank you for men who faithfully pray, Lord, over decades and decades, Lord, for for revival to come. And we thank you for the faithfulness of one who will not give up in proclaiming the gospel. Lord, would you go with us this morning, continuing to show us, Lord, your glory. Lord, may we respond. May we respond with faith. May we respond with worship. May we respond with honor, Father. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.